0: Good morning. This morning, our scripture comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the, during the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Now will you please bow your heads in prayer with me. Dear Lord, I pray for Pastor Mike this morning as he prepares for his sermon. That The words we hear will not be his words, but your words from heaven flowing through his heart. Even though we're at home, I pray that the message and the gospel will be soaked into the hearts of the congregation and that because of its words, our relationship will be furthered with you. Lord, bless Pastor Mike's heart, protect him, guard his mind, and minister to his heart. In your heavenly name we pray. Amen. Well, amen to that, huh?
1: Here we are, the last Sunday of the year, and I really want to ask you the question, have you had in recent times a year that you've ever wanted to say goodbye to as much as we have wanted to get rid of 2020 now i don't think there's some magic elixir here when we turn into the new year but i gotta tell you with covid with the ratio with kids not in school and all that bye-bye 2020 wish i could say we'd miss you it was a blessing from god but we're good for a new one I want to welcome you all to what's known across the world as Youth Pastor Sunday. Typically, the lead pastor is not in the building on the Sunday after Christmas, but you know, I've heard that for years and years, and I needed to drop by today. I wanted to do a little of accountability check to make sure the staff showed up, to make sure you got to church this week and to get some gospel work done. So let's get some gospel work done this morning. I want to tell you one of my top 10 favorite preaching stories, and it goes like this. One day, I was driving from Webster City, where I was the pastor at, to Ames, and there was a shortcut off of Highway 17, took me into the back way of Ames, and when I turned on the corner, I saw this huge orange, road-closed-ahead sign. Now, I did what any good Iowan would do. I ignored it. I started down that road. I mean, after all, I had just taken that road the week before. So I thought, well, geez, what what could it possibly mean? Road closed ahead. I didn't believe it. It was one of those places I'd gone to a lot of times. So I was rocketing down the road about 60 miles an hour. Came over the hill where the Mackey Bridge used to be. And I had to put the brakes on and say, huh, maybe that sign meant something back there. And I was frustrated because now I was quite a bit late to where I was going because I knew the only way back was to go back to Highway 17. So I drove back up Highway 17 and when I got to the stop sign to turn on it, I looked and that orange road closed ahead sign on the back of it, the back that was now facing me, somebody with a spray paint can had painted on there, welcome back, stupid. Well, I had to wear that that day. The sign told me to do something and I didn't do it. Now I'm from the 70s and some of you that are from the 70s remember that song. Signs, signs, everywhere a sign. There's everywhere a sign. I mean no matter where you go. You go to a roundabout here in Marion. It says yield to the left. You go to Jason's Deli and there's this sign that says you must have a new plate to go to the salad bar. There are so many kinds of signs everywhere around us. Let me tell you in this holiday season. I know this happened a lot of time. If a young woman saw a young man on her on his knee she knew it was a sign and i gotta tell you if you feel some pain in your left arm it's a sign one of the boys that went to church here you saw his wife and him in the choir just a few moments ago uh, from that anthem from a couple years ago jacob sandholm he went to christmas eve at his own church one day and as he looked at the cross and the lighting of the cross he very clearly saw a sign he said i knew it was jesus and i knew it was calling me there's many kinds of signs and every kind of sign calls the one seeing it calls one reading it to some sort of action that's what signs do signs require action that's their purpose if you come up to 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 a roundabout if you see a sign at a roundabout if you see a sign at a salad bar, if you see a man on bended knee, if you have a feeling in your left arm and require, or your spiritual life, it requires action. That's what signs do. They require action. The story of the Magi at its base is a story that records action in response to a sign from God. In, in their story, listen to your own. Listen to your own regarding the signs in your life. Listen to what's happening here. Before they packed a single camel, they had to discern, is this the sign we've been looking for? Unquestionably, they believe the star is a sign for them to follow. So, So what spiritually puts the magi in position to see his star, to see Jesus' star? What puts them there? They were looking. They were looking for a sign. It was their passion. They were in pursuit of the signs. They wanted to see one. They wanted to see what God had in mind for them. Believers look for signs from God in pursuit of deeper devotion to him. But in those, discernment is needed. We need to ask the question, if this is the sign that we've been looking for, What must we do now? The Magi, the wise men, say, we saw his star, and we have come. It required action. They had to get up and go. They followed the sign. And no matter what happened, they were going to find what it pointed to. They were going to pursue it. They considered and affirmed the economic, the physical, the spiritual cost of the journey. I mean, look at the Magi, and listen to your own story in this. The Magi knew the economics that a trip from the east, and I don't know what we're talking about. Are we talking about China? Are we talking about Turkey? But they knew it was going to be very costly. This was something they knew for sure. Physically, they knew it was going to be hard if you've ever traveled in the desert, particularly if you're lugging along a bunch of stuff. I mean, they were carrying gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Not only some sort of party with various animals, but desert travel is long and exhausting. They, they, They counted the economic, and they counted the physical cost, And spiritually, it would be challenging, too. Think about that. When they kept asking themselves, is this the sign? Is this the sign we're supposed to be looking for? Let me tell you this. The desert of Arabia or the wilderness of COVID give plenty of opportunity for doubt. Plenty of opportunity. What will following God's signs cost you? How much is it going to cost and of what? The example of the Magi is that every cost was acceptable to them because they had decided long before the cost came up that they were going to pay it, no matter what. That's a part of devotion. Part of being devoted is being willing to pay the cost before it even comes up. See, the Magi knew there was a king beyond what we could know and see right now. And they wanted him. They wanted him in their lives, and they wanted to meet him face before face, long before that star shone into their lives. They had decided. They had decided that no spiritual, no economic or physical cost was too much to prevent them from following it. None. Signs followed, let me tell you, often lead to discomfort. And signs followed lead to, this, to the disruption of the assumed order look at look at the sign that the magi were led by the sign that led the magi to meet the king and request the opportunity to meet his successor through a huge wrench in whatever herod had going on there there's something amiss here because herod kind of loses his mind See, kings come from an assigned, uh, you know, uh, they ascend from a bloodline. One king has the son or a daughter, and they ascend up to his or her position. So this sign, this star that the men followed from the east to Bethlehem of Judea is a disruption to the assumed order. Things are thrown amiss. The bloodline is being, something's interceding into it. And let me tell you, because I know this to be true in my own life and some of the lives I know, when you follow God's signs, it will disrupt the assumed order. Look at your biblical story, just a thumbnail view. Moses, a stutterer and a murderer, will become the spokesman for the law of God. David, a young shepherd boy and adulterer, will become the great king of Israel. Peter, who walked with Jesus for three years, then denied knowing him three times on the night before Christ died, becomes leader of a worldwide mission that now has 2.3 billion followers, the Christian church. Jacob Sandholm, who stood in our choir, who taught confirmation in our uh, center, was an aspiring drama teacher. That's who he went to 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 school for. He wanted to teach high school drama. But now, at 24 years of age, he preaches every week in a little church in northwest Iowa and is the youth pastor in another church as he completes his seminary training, which was not part of the presumed order of his life. This is not the assumed order for any of these people. And there are many more in the scriptures, there are many more within your circle of influence and understanding and your friendship that's the way it works because like them like the people in scriptures like those i've mentioned if you follow the signs that god puts out in front of your life your presumed order of living is going to be disrupted because signs followed often lead to deception seeking to preserve the the order we, we don't like change you've probably heard about that and you know actually most people are best at the same signs followed often lead to deception, seeking to preserve the order, and discomfort follows. Look at the discomfort in the story of Matthew chapter 2. Herod begins to in, interrogate his leaders, his own leaders, his, his wise men, his magi, his, the people that were in his crew. He says, where's the Messiah to be born? He wants to know. He is, he's gonna holler at that. And then Herod gives invitation to the magi. When, when they're there, he says, listen, he kind of you know, quizzes them about all this. And then he says, listen, when you go out and see him, come on back and, and report to me. Tell, me. tell me what's going on so that I may go And worship him because he didn't want the order getting disrupted he wanted to preserve the order Herod is going to do anything including feigning adoration of the child king the eventual order of genocide of many to preserve the order he's going to do anything that he can to preserve that order what what about you you know we always have to turn the scripture into a what about me question to what lengths do you go to to cling to, to hold on to the assumed order, the, the order that you've enjoyed? If the sign is from God and you follow it, believe this. It's going to change the order of your life. It just will. It always has. It did mine. It will yours. And there's crisis in following the signs that lead to Jesus. See, One thing that evil hates is when high spirituality happens in among a group of people like a church or in the spirit of a human being. Evil wants to extinguish the power of Christ in your life. That's what he does. That's his thing. He tries to push it down. And so what will happen, and what you'll hear when you start following the signs of Christ is you're going to hear that you will not always fit into the world of 2021. If you follow the signs of Jesus, you're likely going to be, you know, you're likely going to be considered, oh, they're too devoted to God, or they're too religious. Many people will say that about you. I guarantee you this. I've had it happen in my own life. You have somebody maybe to you or even behind your back say, I mean, jeez, come on. You give your whole life, every single minute to God? That seems a little bit over-officious doesn't it? You'll, when you start deriving your worldview, I mean, every lens you see from and all the decisions you make from the Holy Scriptures, they're going to be people, people say to you, come on, man, or come on, lady. R-E-L-A-X. Relax a little bit. Take it easy. You don't have to be so tight. And I'm going to tell you this. When you pray for and look for signs from God in pursuit of different devotion, uh, 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 of deeper devotion, people all around you are going to say, man, turn it down a little bit. Just turn it down a little bit. But though you will not always fit in the world of 2020, if you follow the signs that lead to Jesus, you will be considered faithful and blessed by Jesus. So take the action, those signs, Put in front of you. Signs faithfully followed lead to devotion. They always do. The humility of heart allows true worship of King Jesus. Let me give you encouragement as you turn towards this brand new year to give in to the signs that God puts in front of your life. Give in to them. Go to who God points you to. You're going to be astonished and surprised by the who that God sends you to. Go to where the signs God puts in front of you point you to. The where you go may invigorate you. You might end up in places in this community and places in the world that are far different than you ever thought you might end up to. And go to what God's signs point you to. The what likely will transform you. I encourage you in this. External pressure cannot block the worship of the incarnate god jesus christ the true king expect the pressure you know there's a number of times in scripture where it says and and there's one spot where it says and jesus set his face to jerusalem let me explain that phrase because that's kind of what we have to do as christians we have to set our face what jesus what that means in scripture is that jesus decided that he is going to jerusalem and no matter what happens they beat him, they strip him, they whip him, they take his disciples from him, no matter how much it costs, he's going. Nothing can deter him. He is the way. When we see a sign from God, we need to set our face to following it. We need to put our soul in such a place that no matter what happens, whether it's a derecho, whether it's COVID, whether it's pressure from coworkers, whether it's even struggles and divisions within our family, when we know we're following God's will, we need to set our face and we need to follow after that with everything that we are and everything that we're going to be and then and then you see we have this opportunity to be who god would want us to be Because here we are in the midst of a a crisis. All of us are in some level of crisis all the time. But here we are in a world of crisis. And I want to tell you this, because worship in time of crisis, and it's been easy to to unplug. It's been easy on this Sunday after Christmas to not tune in on, on the internet or not turn your YouTube channel on. But worship in a time of crisis is pure. There's no ulterior motives hanging on it. Praise, not panic, is what's needed in a pandemic. The pure worship of God is pure devotion in humility. Christ, not my time, not my treasures, not my talent, is my king. And the same can be true for all of us. Humility of heart strengthens you for the challenge of faithless evil, and faithless evil will come towards you. Humility frees you to to push evil away with both hands and put your whole muscle into pushing evil away with all of your strength, physical, spiritual, emotional. And the humility of heart often gives you another way. So often in life, that's really what we need. We just need another way. The Magi, after going to Herod, and after Herod saying to him, hey, when you get done, come on back to me, tell me where he's at so I too can go worship him. But the Magi, warned in a dream by the Lord, were given an alternate route. They were given another way. Years ago, I had the privilege of marrying a young woman to another, uh, performing her wedding, I should say, of Dottie. Dottie was a 23-year-old woman. She was one of my, we didn't call it 412 back then, but she was one of my youth counselors beautiful spirit in every way. And Dottie was married to her husband for three months and then he was hit on his motorcycle on Academy Boulevard and was instantly killed. Three months after Dottie's wedding in the same room, I held the funeral service for her husband. It was horrible. He was a 23-year-old man rising his way up and the company was at Everything seemed to be fantastic for them, and in a moment's notice, gone. Pushed back on every side. She didn't want to continue in her youth ministry because her cup was empty. Her, her, someone had taken literally a shovel to her guts and taken them away from her. She was a broken person in every way. She prayed. We convert, convinced her to continue being part of our youth ministry team because she was such a great influence on the students and frankly we thought it would be part of her healing journey a year went by the clouds began to lift for Dottie because not only was she a beautiful person of spirit she was very talented and beautiful on the outside as well and through that ministry that she continued to be a part of in came another young man named Chris who met Dottie she was pretty enough that she was hard to miss asked her out on a date and there she was now at 23 thinking that'll never happen to me she wouldn't go she was too broken hearted still but Chris wasn't going to give up a month later he asked her again another month another month after six months she asked him, he asked her again they went out to lunch a year later Back in the same sanctuary, I performed Chris and Dottie's wedding. And at her wedding, she gave a brief two-sentence testimony. She said, you know, when I lost my husband, I thought life was over. I was done. But in Chris, God gave me another way. They've gone on now in the ensuing 30 some years had children built a family built a nice business and all sort of things like that but here's what it was is they thought it was over but God placed this sign in in Chris and month by month by month the persistent nature of that sign being there Dottie saw that God was giving her another way to a fuller life because she'd opened herself to it and that's what humility of heart does. Humility of heart frees you to live fearlessly for King Jesus, to follow the plans that he has in front of you. Following the signs to the Lord will strengthen you for whatever lies ahead. So if you're brokenhearted, if you're disrupted, if, if 2021 seems unbearable, lay into Jesus hum- in, with a humble heart. Fearlessly Go towards jesus whether it's in a ministry here or something outside of here That's the sign the lord is putting in front of you and, and so I ask you now as you get ready to you know, we used to flip calendars off now It just changes on my cell phone, I guess But as we get ready to step in this week from 2020 A year we're glad to say goodbye to There are signs already in 2021 that we need to follow and, and before I go I just want to ask you this question. At the edge of this new year, what signs must you follow? What signs must you follow that God's placing out there in this year as we get to step into it? Let us pray. It's been written in your scriptures I will do a new thing. Now shall it bring forth, for you know it not. I will make a way in the wilderness and a river in the desert. Lord, as we stand on the edge of 2021, we pray that you begin a new thing in our lives, in our church, in the name of Jesus. We pray for a new dimension of wonders, a new dimension of glory in 2020 in the name of Jesus. Lord, we seek direction for 2021. We pray that you will direct us to the signs that you want us to see in the name of Jesus. Let us fearlessly and faithfully, with eyes wide open to their ramifications and blessings, Pursue them, and let our devotion to you multiply exponentially. God, if we follow your signs, our proclamation of Happy New Year indeed will in every way be correct. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Amen. And though because of COVID I might not see you, I do want to, in Jesus' name, wish you Happy New Year. Uh, We hope to bless you and be with each other soon.